Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Suttala. And I'm Brian Daniel Edwards. And we're here with another fun Midnight Meanderings episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And there's a possibility that we might have an uh, extra special guest coming if they end up showing up uh, during the stream. We may have one of Brian's uh, teachers in Hawaii on with us, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. They're on shaman time, so they might show up after we're done. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I sent them the link. Uh, their phone seems to be off. I talked to him this afternoon, and uh, he said he would, but he had to do some things. So. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but if not this time, it is uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is one of the kahunas that Brian's been training with has actually agreed to be on Midnight Meandering. So it's only a matter of time before we pin him down and get him on. And uh, we're going to kind of give him a free reign to speak about whatever because we don't want to uh, ask him things that he doesn't want to talk about. But we'll just kind of let him lead the, the show once he shows up. Yeah. Um, I am not going to pressure him to say anything he doesn't want to. So I will, I told him, Hey, you can talk about whatever you want to, and you can talk about pretty much whatever you want to, because some of the things he says are really interesting. Yeah. Anybody who's a friend of yours, I'm sure is, uh, an outstanding, interesting person. Just knowing you, like you wouldn't hang around with anybody that wasn't, <laughs> but yeah. great, but and it looks like we have a couple people joining us already. Mike is giving his typical, uh, actually, I think that's goats today. He usually gives us unicorns. And we got Angela giving us uh, some pumas, I believe. I'm not sure. She's saying she's actually here on time tonight. Ironically, we weren't on time because we were on shaman time a little bit. And uh, Joseph's joining us as well, saying awesome about the potential special guests. So welcome, everyone. And if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, this is just kind of an open forum where um, we love to follow the energy of wherever the conversation will take us if you have a question or a topic you want to hear about but other than that almost daily some weird interesting thing happens to brian and it's always a good place to kind of start our conversation <laughs> okay i guess that's my cue to start sharing um yeah I, this week has been very interesting very busy uh a great energy flow uh i found right i i didn't find it. it i finally got to a chance to go to the warm ponds and the warm ponds yeah so it's basically a geothermal tide pool have you ever been to the beach and you know on the dry sand dug down into the sand i have and like, you know, not I, of course but florida yeah yeah so that's the same idea uh grandpa moses uh so <laughs> From what I understand, a person around my age, or I, I didn't meet them, so I'm, I'm not sure who it is exactly, but around my age, give or take, uh, their great-grandfather Moses built the warm pond. Okay. So it's probably using a rift from a volcanic lava tube because there's like a little cave at the end of it, and you can actually crawl into this cave. So it makes it a very great portal place. And let me guess, you snorkeled and went into the cave. Well, it, you got to crawl into the cave. But yeah, okay. it, it's, I, I didn't go all the way into the cave. Um, 
a very sharp lava rock and uh when you're skinny dipping sharp lava rock crawling uh, you know crawling on that yeah not not so great uh, <laughs> okay so imagine this tropical paradise i i mean i can't even begin to describe it it's this i mean kind of like this if you see the lava rock here um it's basically what it's made out of a lot smoother in most areas but it's like a swimming pool give or take and it's okay. at this perfect temperature it's like a hot tub because of the volcanic heat it's brackish water so some rainwater does get in it but it's uh, also tidal so as the tide goes up the water level goes up and as it goes out uh, the water level goes down uh, so this place is just magical when we were there we did kind of ceremony there we had uh left left offerings and burned incense and uh had candles all around the pond underneath mm -hmm. the full moon so th this is so imagine peeking through the palm trees and the other tropical trees a full moon coming into this magical pond just incredible just otherworldly and there was uh, one in the group that could actually see and talk to fairies and they were talking to her and another i happened to see uh, there's orbs all over the place bright lights every you'd turn everywhere and you'd see all these bright lights surrounding you so i'm not sure whether that was fairies the ancestors other spirits a little bit of everything yeah could have been a little bit of everything but at one point in time i turned over and it looked about like 18 inch two foot tall little person ran like i just saw a glimpse of it out of the corner of my eye ran so i would definitely have to say we were visited by a manihune uh, which is basically a hawaiian elf or a hawaiian leprechaun um, some of the original inhabitants of mu well, out of curiosity are there like the legends around that similar to other areas of the water that like when you mentioned leprechaun is it anything close to that or is it completely different myth and uh, mythology or whatnot uh well i mean they're protectors of sacred sites so that's very in line with the uh Eluxes or duendes of mexico uh there is no pot of gold and rainbows associated with that well okay i can't necessarily say no rainbows associated with them uh, but here it's more that the rainbows are associated with the ancestors, like a rainbow bridge for them to come down on. So they say if you see rainbows, that's the ancestors coming down. Right. And incidentally, in the tradition that we practice from South America, Quichi, the rainbow, is the bridge of consciousness going from the lower world to the upper world. So there's also that same bridge that the ancestors come down on is also a symbol of us expanding into that consciousness, just as a fun aside yeah so at this worm pond just just amazing i uh smoked tobacco a very very strong ceremonial tobacco and that kind of put me in this altered state now i had done it a few times before the tobacco i did almost like an immersion tank so i i held my breath did some breath work almost uh like the wim hof breathing or holotropic breathing uh where you you get oversaturate your system with oxygen. Then I went under the water, went to the bottom and just held a rock and kind of went out of body. The water temperature was so perfect 
it was like a deprivation tank. So it's like a float tank kind of, except with salt water too. So, wow. Yeah, exactly. So it felt like I was out of body and I could really kind of easily step almost into journey space. So it was just an amazing experience. This, I, I worked on some people from there and they had very profound experiences. They're going through a lot and when I was under the water, I'm like, okay, well, let's take this opportunity while I have a little better connection to the other side uh, or a little bit more visible connection to the other side. Let me see what I can do. And they had profound healings. And actually, a couple of quick comments. Uh, Shauna was just checking in saying she's going to bed, but wanted to show us some love. Uh, other people just checking in saying hello, and then they're on the stream. And then we actually had a question from Ace. Uh, they were asking, are you allowed to take guests there? She's talking about, I believe, the tide pool or what, or is it a total, uh, is it a secret? So the this pool that you discovered, is it kind of a well-known thing or is it more of a, a shaman secret? It's It's a well-known thing, actually. Uh, it's in, I believe, a state park. Right, but with Down- so many um, with so many sacred sites, though, sometimes it might be a well-known thing, but not everybody necessarily knows how to tune into it or how to work with it. Yeah, a lot of people here have heard of it, but some people have never been to it. Uh, it's down in Pohiki, and it's a little bit of a hike to get there, uh, but it's definitely worth checking out. And you didn't take any pictures? You sent me like oh, fifty. You did. Oh well, well, yeah. Probably not easy to send them to me Here. now. Let me see if I can send them. And uh, if I send them to you now, can you? They go through. Yeah. If you send them to a Messenger, I will be able to get them, and I can put a couple of the pictures up. Absolutely. I'm a he, Jason. I'm sorry. Uh, well, Ace could go either way. I was. Uh, yeah. My apologies. They were correcting me. We will get a couple pictures of this tide pull up and see what we got here. And if anybody has any other questions regarding the tide pull or um, anything for that matter, uh, go ahead and make a comment and we will speak to it in just a moment. Um, Let me see. So I actually uh, heard back from my friend. So uh we'll see what happens so they may be joining us still maybe might be i sent them the link oh boy this is going to be fun i'm looking forward to seeing what kind of trouble we can get i mean uh information we can get (laughs) i didn't get the pictures yet though or didn't you send them Uh, i'm i'm still looking for them i gotta that's all right it's all right i can uh we can always tackle that uh, for the next episode or whatnot and get the pictures uh, posted later. Yeah, I, I'm sending you some other cool pictures from... It's on my camera, so it's not that great. It was dark. Um, but I sent you some pictures from the warm ponds and that sunset. So you're, um, and I can send you pictures from the newest beach in the world as well. Newest beach? 17 yeah. pictures, really? 17 you're sending me? <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll let you sort through them, see what you like. Uh, okay, well, keep going while I, um, while I go through this. All right. Okay, let's see. Yeah, hopefully uh, he hops on. So this beach... Uh, I believe is where old 
hot ponds used to be. And these were huge hot ponds and people absolutely love them. And they're very sad when the lava rolled over them. However, it made this amazing giant black sand beach. I went there and it was kind of a hike to get to, but it was uh, really beautiful. And uh, the lava ground down into kind of a fine, it was still a little bit pebbly, but it was still grinding down into a finer black sand, which feels really strange when you walk on it. It's very light and not quite like a coral sand, but it's, it's very different. So I sent you those pictures as well. All right. Well, I'm going to put the tide picture up first as soon as it loads here. This looks kind of just like a hole in a sense, right? Is that what I'm yeah. seeing give, here correctly? Give or take, it's basically just a hole. It's like a hot tub. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. And in the back corner is, there's like a log going over it, but kind of towards the back left-hand side of it is where the cave is. All right. Are you planning to go back there with some better equipment to be able to go further into it out of curiosity? I don't know how it doesn't look like it goes that far. It's it's kind of full. There's lava tubes everywhere on the island. Yep. I mean, like I'm sitting on top of some lava tubes right now. Uh, they're very small. And unfortunately, in residential areas, oftentimes the septic drains into the lava tubes. So you don't really want to go down into the lava uh, tubes. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a healthy experience there. And then it looks like you sent me a picture of a tree as well. Is this really cool? Should I put it up now or is it later? Uh, oh, you, you don't remember what picture you sent me? From the, uh, oh yeah, that was uh, just some beautiful full moon pictures. Uh, oh, okay. After the hot pond the one night. Okay, cool. Well, I will take that down then. I just was looking for whatever was still, uh, relevant for the tide pool. But a lot of these are just, ooh, that is a pretty sunset or sunrise. Can't really tell. Uh, sunset. That was on the way to the hot ponds. Yeah, I'll put that up just because it's pretty. Why not? And, you know, as I'm showing these things, I would like to emphasize that though Hawaii is, a, in fact, a tropical paradise, um, all nature landscapes are sacred. And you have just as sacred places uh, potentially in your backyard if you're open to receiving the sacredness of it. And here is that sunset that you have uh, sent me a picture of. Really pretty. Yeah. I like it. And fun fact, on Lake Erie, it's one of the few places where from the exact same point you can watch the sun both rise and set over water. Just a fun little fact about Lake Erie. If you are not every place on the lake, but many, many different places that is possible. Uh, I always took that for granted. I never thought about, uh, yeah, I never thought about that we could see the sun rise and set from, from the same spot. You could watch yeah. it come up and tra track it the whole way. And there's not many places in the world where you could do that. Now, Hawaii, granted, you could, but you got to get in the car and run to the other side of the island. <laughs> No, from, from the right spot in Kohala, you can. In okay. The North Island. It's the very northern tip. Oh, then I said corrected. And west. Cool. But if you're in, if you're local to Cleveland, like that's just one little example of like all the little sacred spots or like um, in Vermilion in Ohio, we have this, um, this one park of, you have, I have a picture of Brian in it. I have a picture of me in it. There's this tree that grew in a way where you can actually get inside of it and stand up all the way. It's just amazing. Yep. I'm working on more of a Mandela. I am, uh, she was asking for more pictures. 
they want more pictures of Hawaii. So next yeah. time, uh, if I'm a little bit more prepared, Brian can send me pictures in advance and I won't have to go fetch them <laughs> while he's talking here. Okay. Do you want me to send the uh, last batch again? What's that? Those, oh, no, no, I, really I, can, I can go back and get them. But go ahead and keep talking. Okay. I'll load up a couple more of these. And so, yeah, with yeah. the warm pond, the other interesting thing was it caused a detox. Uh, like my whole body detoxed after that. And I felt very, yeah, it did a lot. Not only did I detox and, well, not TMI, but my urine was brown after it, it flushed me. It was uh, so much, yeah, that was a very interesting thing. Uh, but after that, a lot of my inflammation in my body, in my back and in my injuries, my shoulders, my knees, things that had been hurting were almost pain-free. So this is a very healing spot. And yeah. it just feels like a portal between worlds. The last time I took my bull roarer and was swinging that around to open the portal above the pond. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's from Australia. It's like the thing that you swing around rapidly and it's like, you probably can do a better impersonation of it than me, though. That's pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, I, he, he sent me one. Me and the kids are playing with it outside. And the next door neighbor kid was just looking at us going, what's that? What's that noise? And it really grabs some attention. <laughs> It especially, does. especially if you order, open a portal. Uh, let's see. Actually, funny story. I was on the top of Mount uh, Wollumbin or Mount Warning doing journey quests. This was on my birthday. So I hiked up through the rainforest in the middle of the night to the top of the mountain. So I'm doing ceremony all night. And about maybe 3 a.m., I'm up there doing this kind of just connecting with the ancestors there and I'm spinning this then all of a sudden I see a flashlight and the guy flips out because you can't really like when you're on the top of the mountain you can't really hear anything until you come around to the top and all of a sudden he comes up into this crazy otherworldly sound and he he pretty much freaked out and then we had a very interesting conversation and that was kind of funny you know, it just occurred to me, I can do a screen share instead of loading, downloading and uploading all these. So this is, uh, I th was this from today that you just sent them again, or is this before? Uh, that that was the newest beach in the world that I was just oh, talking about. Oh, newest beach in the world that you were just talking about. A whole bunch of pictures from that. Ooh, that yeah. looks nice. I love that. Okay. Uh, really cool. On this side of the island, it's hard to have beaches that are sandy. Usually you have to climb over rocks to get to the beach. Now there is Kehenna, which the waves will thrash you there, but it's a nude beach and it's really cool. Uh, it's like this little tropical cove. You have to like climb down the side of this cliff and go down into the water and uh, all kinds of interesting characters hang out there. And uh, yeah, Sunday fun day, like the whole community goes there and has ecstatic dance uh, at the nude beach. So it, it's um, interesting. Are you saying new beach or nude beach or is it both? It's a new, uh, new beach. No, Kahena is the nude beach. The one gotcha. you're looking at is the new as in Got just created beach, which okay. I treated as a nude beach because nobody was there. So um, TMI I, I again. Nude beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. There, there's uh, something about being out in nature in your natural state. It's really freeing. It's really... Uh, and it, it has 
Well, I mean, a very interesting thing. Going to Australia, they have a much different view on nudity down there. In America, pretty much the only time you see someone nude is if you are in an intimate situation with them. So if you see someone naked, you're like, oh, my goodness, you know, like, what's going on? Well, down there, it's like, oh, well, you know, we all have naked bodies. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. There's families, believe it or not, that go to the nude beach with kids. And, you know, it just it's like going to the beach. Like nobody really cares or pays attention that anybody's nude. In Germany, it's very similar. Well, not everywhere, but there's a, a lot more um, plus point of view around being exposed on a beach and stuff like that. And uh, what was the other thing? Just a fun story. When I used to do loan processing for the bank, I, ha- I did loans all over the country and whatnot. And one of my clients that I was sending a notary out to to do a signing, they're like, well, you just got to warn the notary. This is a nudist colony. And so like, I was sending this poor notary into like a, a whole uh, naked palooza, potentially. And... Uh, Angela was asking a question about portal. She said, what is a portal? I was told that a portal, uh, I was told that is a portal at my home by a tribal shaman, but I don't know what that is. It's a door, a door to the other side or a door to really anywhere. It could be a dimension, could be a plane, could be just another point in space time. And if you have one in your house, that's, um, I mean, there's different ways that you can, uh, deal with that there's clearings I, I can message you i have to look it up but there is a specific access consciousness clearings for portals uh brian might have another idea too about portals and how to work with them of course they aren't necessarily a bad thing either it's kind of like a crossroads and one thing that i would tell some of my clients that have a portal in or around their house is like if you're at the mall um, people that are walking around, you don't engage with everybody, right? So like you just walk on by, mind your own business. If you don't pay attention to certain beings and whatnot, then they don't pay any attention to you. So if it is a portal and there's just traffic going in and out, it's not that it has to be bad. You can uh, choose to pay attention and engage with it or not, and it doesn't have to influence you. Uh, any, uh, any thoughts on portals? Yeah, portals are just doors. You can actually open them. Uh, I've been told sometimes I unintentionally open portals. I was speaking to someone who is watching me so they could see what I was doing. And we we're talking about different stories and back in time. And she, she said, well, why do you keep opening portals? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I didn't even realize that I was opening a portal and astral projecting through that portal and going back to view this event. So every time I tell a story, I typically open up a portal and go back to that time and relive that experience. So I, I've kind of had to learn how to deal with that, and not do that as much. So it's like watching a movie instead of reliving it, especially traumatic events or things from the past. So it's not just keep bringing it up and reliving it, reliving it, um, or just, just for me, just for fun, never tell anyone, uh, you know, on some of the traumatic stuff, you don't have to share that. You don't have to pass that heavy energy on. And I'm finding that out. So I just try to share the fun adventures now and don't share any of the, uh, the not so fun ones. Yeah. But we've had a few of those ourselves too, but uh, it was fun to talk about once, but it's like, yeah, I don't want to let any energy to heavy stuff, but still having those experiences might prove to be a benefit to somebody if it gives you some wisdom to pass on. And Angela was oh, first and was um, sharing, well, first 
we'll do this one. Thank you for sharing the beautiful energy pictures. And then okay. Anne was saying that Florida has some nudist communities and you can camp and live there. And then Anne was um, going on about the portal then. Uh, she says she keeps getting spirits here and some are kind of naughty. And the other nice ones don't bother me, but the naughty ones are kind of naughty. So maybe um, if you have a portal and you don't necessarily want to close it, do you have any tips or tricks how to only um, allow beings that are going to be a contribution uh, for someone versus like a free reign door, um, anyone can come and go? You, you could almost put up like a gate or a fence and um, you can put selenite at the front of it so only beings of light can pass through. Kind of like a filter in a sense, put a stone exactly. down. Yep. So, uh, yeah, selenite, apophyllite, and set the intention, do like a crystal grid in front of it to only let things of light through. Uh, well, you can imagine spinning it clockwise and kind of like an iris closing uh, up if you want to close it. Yeah, and for the for the selenite and things too, if like say the portal's in the middle of the room and it would be inconvenient to just have stones like randomly placed there, you could grid the entire house. And one of the ideas about house gridding is you raise the vibration of the space so much that a naughty spirit, as you called it, uh, couldn't cohabitate in the same space. So if you wanted to grid the house with some crystal quartz points, you could put an amethyst cluster in the ceiling, something else in the basement. You just grid the home to raise the vibration of everything and then you may shift the kind of traffic that you're getting through the portal so you could do that too and it's not only the stones it's intention those stones solidify the intention so right. you have to redo the grid once a day maybe once a week uh, so you have to continue to reset your basically shield around your house right or think of think of it like a physical representation of intention even like that's really what it is or a petition just basically you don't want to set it and forget it it's not like the commercial with the slow cooker or whatever that thing is you want to set your intention and then keep fueling that intention to keep that energy high you can also call upon guardians too to stand there and, and watch it uh, whether it's archangels, whether it's uh, ancestors, uh, who else, Lyrans, Andromedans, Arcturians, Palladians, uh, you know, whoever works with you and can protect you, you can call them in to guard it. Very good. Hopefully, Angela, that helps. Or if you have other questions around that, go ahead and comment and we can take a deeper dive into that if there is more information needed. And I will look up the clearing and I'll comment um, specifically about closing portals too. And she was just saying, well, I will do exactly this. Thank you guys so much. You're very welcome. Yeah. Another interesting thing about portals, there's a lot of portals here in Hawaii. Down by the fresh lava flow, people routinely see ships coming in, in and out of a massive portal. So there are portals naturally occurring all around the planet. And some beings or people are clever enough to use them. So they actually will jump through that portal and use it to go to the other side, uh, depending on where that is. So there's people that have actually gotten photographs of ships going in and out of the portals down actually towards Pohiki and Kahena. Uh, so that area down there, very powerful area. 
There's also stories in a lot of native traditions around the campfire that the fire served as a portal and it was a way of traveling great distances. You would have like a sacred fire, be able to travel through the flame and come out in a different village, for example, uh, which is another way, like another way portals could manifest. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that you don't see. It could be something that you intentionally uh, create just for a short period of time. And uh, Mike, oh, Mike is saying maybe Bigfoot is a portal being uh, in and out. I actually had the thought the other day that it might be a physical manifestation of like a forest keeper or something like that when it needs to maintain the forest. So it's not always physically manifest. Uh, just my they thought. Are, uh, Bigfoot and the Yowies of Australia, they can teleport in and out. They can phase shift into here so they can appear and then disappear just as quick as they appeared. That's why it's very hard to track them, very hard to get evidence. They only leave footprints or clues when they want you to find them uh, because they do walk between worlds. Uh, they, they can just appear and disappear and don't have to leave any evidence behind. Uh, there's uh, the silver ones in Australia are supposedly very, very spiritually powerful. And they are a protector of the wood uh of the bush out there so yeah that, that's very yeah very true very cool sweet any other comments uh while we're kind of on this well you can just continue going on i don't know if you were done talking about the nude new beaches or <laughs> type yeah, or... no no that's just a fun little thing you seem very more at peace this week than last week i don't know maybe it's uh maybe it's just me but it just seems like you're not as um, not just more at peace or more centered. I don't know. Just my own observation. Or maybe I changed. I don't know. Um, no, I, I am uh, a little bit out of it. Martial arts took it out of me today. And uh, well, actually, before this, I had to lay down. I just could not stay awake. And I went into journey space. I left my body and I don't remember what, uh, but I got a lot of information. Even last night, I was having very vivid visions during my sleep so i wasn't even really sleeping that's been happening more so almost like a psychedelic journey i just get to this point where i just feel so heavy so tired i just have to lay down and i go off into journey space see that happens to me but i don't get tired i just get this like a particular tone and i know uh oh i better lie down now or else i'm gonna just collapse wherever i'm at because i'm about to go out <laughs> and uh, so that's how it happens with me I hate it when it's, I'm driving because it's like I really need to stay focused and I don't want to, I have to pull over or, or do something with that happens. Uh, let's see. And Jason was at saying, do you think Bigfoot and Sasquatch call Earth their home or the other side their home? Uh, well, I know Earth is not my home. Uh, so I don't know how they feel. I can't answer how they personally feel. Um and, and there's, you know, home is where the heart is and home is where you make it. Um, but I know this, this place isn't my home. Uh, I know I'm just uh, visiting here, helping out. Um, so I, I couldn't speak for you on, or speak for the Yowies or Bigfoot on how they feel about this, whether this was their home. I don't know where their place of origin is or where they lay their head down at night. They might actually just teleport in to protect the woods and go back home after their <laughs> shift is done. <laughs> Isn't that a thought? Like uh, that could be the light beings have their shifts of 
doing whatever they're doing, and then off they go home to whatever life they lead outside of protecting humankind. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to petition for that. As much as Hawaii is a paradise, I'm like, hey, just let me commute here for work. I, I would be happy, you know, just if I can open a portal, go back home, come back here to work, teach, whatever, that, that would be nice. Yeah, how much would the world change overnight if you could just teleport from one place to another instantly? Hmm. We're getting there. It, it's going to happen very soon. Uh, with all these new things coming out, full disclosure, they have it. The government has it, and actually they don't even use it that much. That's kind of the ultra top secret levels. Uh so very few people actually have jump rooms, except for the ultra top secret special projects. Uh, but ships will take a you know 12 hour, 24 hour flight to the other side of the, the world and make it a few minutes, maybe an hour flight. Uh, or even if they open up the tunnels underneath the, the uh, mainland America. So if they open up some of those... Uh, dumbs and tunnels you could hop on a maglev train and it's supersonic so you can go across the united states in a very short amount of time actually just a thought uh, there's a couple places and uh, i'm getting this from access consciousness where they say that time uh bends or time doesn't quite uh, work the same way like rome is one of those places and i really think hawaii is one of those as well partially because before the influence of the the english tongue or whatnot there was no sense if i understand the language correctly there wasn't past or present it was just now and that may make hawaii a natural spot where time bends or is very more malleable than others and what great that would be like a portal hotspot because it's also being able to slip through other time spaces just a thought i, I don't know if there's uh substance to that or not but it, it seems to make sense to me uh okay uh i just there are <laughs> there are beings that can manipulate time i don't know if i know time feels like it moves differently here that's very true uh I'm almost on time now, so you know maybe, maybe it does move differently. Well, you were actually with me the first time I bent time. It was at with uh, with Jay at the Ormus uh, workshop. Yeah. Do you remember that? So, yeah. so the, with this uh, story, I my my teacher Zane had just told a story about this lady coming like eight hour, almost eight hours late to a workshop and bending time and then teaching the entire eight hour workshop in like 30 minutes or something crazy like that. And I go over to Brian's house and I'm running late and I get there and uh, Gypsy Jay said that this process was going to take hours, but I need to be somewhere in like an hour and a half. I forget the exact time. And I thought, well, you know, what the heck? I don't have anything to lose. I'll go ahead and I'll do this time bending technique that Zane talked about. And I just played with it. And we're going through everything i have plenty of time left and and all of a sudden jay's looking at these bottles going i think we did something wrong this was like hours and hours of settling it shouldn't look like this till like way later and then i remembered oh yeah i bent time and i unbent it and i got able to, i was able to do the whole workshop and still leave and get to where i need to go on time uh, but that was just my first example of just uh, recognizing that time is really this uh it's a more of a suggestion. It's not a, a hard, fast rule. It's more of a measurement of time past. And it's one of those things that you can bend and break um, if you are willing to play with it. Yeah, that's very true. I, I've encountered that. And oh, I just had an example, but it uh, left my head. <laughs> it will come back. 
squirrel. Yeah. Um, And let's see. Oh, and she was saying Island's portal. Maybe she's just talking about Hawaii being a portal. I believe it, though. Like, Hawaii is just, um, it just feels like one of these energy hotspots, naturally. And, and plus all the geothermal uh, energy that's going on there and being surrounded by the water. There's just so much going on that just energetically, there's so much possibility with where it's at and all the the earth energies that are occurring there. So I'm sure that it's a, it's a hub of all kinds of international interdimensional travel. Oh yeah. It's such a spiritually powerful place. I, I can't wait for you to come and visit. Uh, the travel is almost open again. I hear on the 15th or the first, they're going to open up travel. I think on the 15th inner Island travel opens up and then on the first, uh, I think you can come from off island. Oh, we'll see. My wife uh, was supposed to go to Germany with the kids, and their flight finally got canceled. So hopefully, uh, it will get reopened. Though, Anne was asking or uh, saying, "I have heard several different people this week say that time is an illusion." Now you're basically saying it too. Time is a, a real thing in the duality. It has an intended purpose, and it's so we have a perception of linearity. But at the same time, there is the only, only the ever-present moment of now. And you'll always find that the greatest truths are divine dichotomies, meaning that they there's two things that appear to be opposite, but both are true. So time is an illusion. That's an absolute truth. There is no time. It's only now. But at the same time in the duality, there is time. But as I said, it's something like in the matrix, some rules can be bent, others broken. And it's just the willingness to play with it and um, and allow it to shift for you. Yeah. So the perception of time is real. So some people experience time in one way. Some people experience it in other ways. Uh, to that's kind of uh, it would take a lot to wrap your mind around it but when you step into journey space or even ceremonial space you step outside of the same time space that everybody else is in so when you do a session it might seem like a few minutes but it turns out that it was a few hours or when you do a journey like when i worked with a dmt in 15 minutes to an hour i experienced an eternity I had experienced full lifetimes, many, many infinite number of lifetimes. Uh, so <laughs> try and explain how that's possible. You, you just can't do that. No, I, oh. I remember my first journey experience with, um, that you helped me do. I came out of it and I asked you, like, what time is it? And you told me and I said, time is an effing joke. <laughs> and, yeah, and, I remember I, that. I, and I was like, yeah, because I, I, it was like mind-blowing of how much I experienced in just a small period of time. And Jason was saying, spirit is the same. Everything happens at once. Time doesn't exist in spirit. Angela was saying, yes, I've heard and felt this too about time being an illusion. And it's lastly- like a computer program. It's all happening at the same time. It's just where in the program are you? Right. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, Luna was saying, imagine quantum physics, perception, molecular, all perception, which alters. And that's um, something like if you don't want to get into really heavy sci like uh, quantum physics books and things, there's a real digestible book called What the Bloop Do We Know? And they do uh, scientific experiments where they show that 
it is us perceiving something that shifts it and causes an effect. And if there is no observer, then things behave very differently. So just the fact that we're here and we have our filters and lenses and everything that we were taught about time, that in itself uh, helps to create the illusion and all that good stuff. So... Yeah, I love time talks. Oh my goodness. I, I've always loved the Star Trek episodes where there's like these time loops and paradoxes and you know, you caused your own thing because you came from the future into the past and did something like it, yeah. it's all uh, wonderfully mind bending stuff. There was, um, I was doing a session actually and we're playing around with time wells. So we're doing like a, a liver flush and a liver healing. So we made a time well around the, the liver and set a specific time ratio for it. So within 15 minutes, we got like three months worth of healing on that liver. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. And it was an, with another person who's intuitive and could feel it and experience it. So we were playing around with this. And then she did it to my head. This is in Australia. Then she did it to my head, put my brain in a time well and like worked on detoxing it and fixing it. And I, I can't even describe it. I didn't necessarily think faster, but it felt like I had processed months upon months of thoughts, feelings, and emotions um, in that 15-minute time when she's working on my brain. Like you could really feel the time difference. Well, there was something I was just going to mention, and I think it just went poof. Come back. Come back, thought. Yeah, I'm um, feeling a little bit scattered tonight. Oh, it was uh, with soul retrieval. Like in, in the tradition, the South America tradition, we say, ompwe, ompwe, ompwe. One of the translations to that is heal what the soul's already healed. And the idea is that whatever you're working on for your client or for yourself, somewhere, ooh, that's getting loud, um, somewhere in in reality you are not wounded and the whole you is there and you're tapping into the part of you that never was damaged or wounded in the first place and allowing you to step back into that state of healing and that's all out of the space-time uh continuum if you will uh let's see and then uh, luna was saying for an empath it's a blast in conversation yeah i love it yep this is definitely a, a good place for empathic folk to come and just uh, have a experience around awareness without judgment. So I have to take a second. You can keep talking, but um, uh, not to say I'm antsy or I have ants in the pants, but yeah, I got some fire ants crawling up my shorts. So I got to shake. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I will let, uh, well, we'll wait for Brian to come back. But if you have a question or anything, this would be a great time to um, to ask it while we have Brian uh, taking care of his ant problem. Uh, but in terms of empaths, one thing too, uh, since we kind of had the energy of em empaths is to always think of it as being but the hollow bone. An empath, um, they're aware of so many different things. They're like a broadband radio that's picking up AM, FM, ultraviolet, all this different information from all these different places. And where we get into traps as being empaths is when you are aware of an energy and then you start to judge what you're aware of. And as soon as you name it, you claim it. And that's one of the uh, the pitfalls of being an empath is the distinction between uh, sensing and feeling. And let me bring Brian back. He's back. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. There we go. <laughs> Enlightened chat, she was saying. Very cool. And uh, what island are you on? I think uh, Luna was asking, are you on Maui? Uh, not yet. I'm on the big island right by Hilo. 
Okay. Very cool. So we, are you planning to go to another island soon? Uh, I have a van and uh, a van that I can drive and live in over there. So as soon as I haven't gone to Maui yet, I actually haven't gone to the other islands yet because of the idiot apocalypse. When you switch islands, they put you on house arrest for two weeks. Gotcha. And if you break it, you can actually get arrested. Uh, so they have this two-week quarantine, and if you don't obey it, you get in huge trouble. So, you know, trying to jump islands and find a place that I can stay for two weeks when, you know, I don't even know. Uh, you know, so, yeah, yeah, it wasn't worth it. So I just stayed here. I've been learning from some very wise people taking advantage of everything that uh, has been gifted to me knowledge-wise, situationally. Uh, it, it's been an amazing time. On a fun note on that, too, uh, the parking, you got a ticket while eating a banana in a parking lot for uh, loitering. I was just curious if your court date has come up yet. Is any, uh, any shenanigans happened around that yet? It's the 18th, and it was a coconut. I was opening a coconut, <laughs> a coconut. in my car. The cops roll up like the goon squad. Multiple cars kind of just converge on the parking lot. And, you know, he's like, I got a ticket for loitering. I'm like, you had no idea how long I was here. I was here for five minutes opening a coconut. I had my towel right there. I was already in my swimsuit, which at that point in time, you're allowed to go to the beach and go swimming. But you weren't allowed to loiter. So it, the whole thing is a joke. Uh, if you see, you know, the way all these people are getting together for the protests and the riots, if it were really legitimate, if it were really real, we'd be like swamped with cases and overwhelmed worse than we had ever had. But we aren't. Everything's opening up and the cases are still going down. And so, yeah, yeah, you can draw whatever conclusions you want. And no protesters aren't magically safe from the virus. Uh, so it was just a bunch of hype. A lot of the death toll, it's actually coming out that a lot of the death toll was contributed to it when it really shouldn't have been. Uh, people died of pneumonia and just well, because they, yeah. the virus, they I, got chopped up as I a... Was on Fridays, I have a, a show that I do called Holistic Highlights with Dr. K, who's a functional medicine physician that works um, in affiliation with the center. And uh, she was sharing with us how when she worked at the hospital, there was like basically these lists that you had to go through and you would just check these different boxes. And depending like for coronavirus, if it was something affiliated with that, the hospital got paid a lot more money from the subsidies and things around the virus. So things were getting attributed to the virus that may not have really been the virus because it was... Uh, a money point, a profit point, yeah, potentially, allegedly. I'm not claiming that, of course, but uh, you can do your own research if you like. No, I've heard that from healthcare professionals as well. That's a very well-known fact that the COVID deaths, they get more money for in COVID cases. So, yeah, you know, if you can just check a box and get more money, why not? And then that adds to the sensationalism of it. And it just, it went over... So I'd love to know what the actual genuine numbers are, but you'll never hear that because it's so covered up, so buried, uh, and the truth will never come out. But the, it's obvious that it was not a threat like we were told 
because if it was, if it is, all these people gathering for protests all around the country and world would be spreading it. We'd well, be. We'll have to see that in three weeks because it's got a three-week incubation period, roughly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, only time will tell. And uh, Jason was sharing that the inter-island should be open on July 1st. So. For when you can move islands, I guess. In fact, how, actually, are you your van is already on the other island, or do you actually have to move the van? Out of curiosity. Uh, no, I have a Toyota Prius on this island, and someone gave me a van to use on Maui. Just blows my mind. So for anybody out there, get any better than that? That are like, um, you know, with it when it comes to abundance, Brian didn't have any point of view about how the universe is going to provide for him. But he gets to the island, someone gives him a Prius, somebody gives him a van. Now, uh, one of our first streams, we uh, his com his computer kept crashing, and a listener actually sent him a computer so that we could do the streams more effectively. Look at all the abundance that's just showing up. So um, you know, if you don't have a point of view about how it shows up, it makes provide it to you a lot easier oh let's see this is a big comment so luna says i am happy islands are doing well it's wonderful to hear see spiritual folk on an island speaking of the people magic spirit kahuna beautiful intense place to be cherished space all islands have you um have you will you be visiting the spiritual lava bass on the shore, South Big Island. I experienced interbe historical energy there. My mentors and teachers on Maui mentioned this point as a portal, coincidentally. Um, I think I went to, I'm not quite sure which ones you're talking about, but I think that maybe uh, down in Pohiki, that might be what you're talking about. If it's not Pohiki, let me know. I'd love to uh, meet your connections on Maui when I head over to Maui. So if anyone, um, has information that they'd like to share with me or anything you know feel free i uh or you know i'm uh once we're allowed to travel i'm up for travel you know so uh, if you know when you put it out there it happens people don't know that you're open to something unless you put it out there so i'm open to travel doing healing around the world teaching around the world i'm sorry my uh, computer just went to go to sleep and i lost my page well, we can still see you, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got covered up. So, yeah, I'm definitely willing to travel, teach, do healing. That That's actually my goal. Once I can uh, accumulate enough resources, I want to put on events all around the world. Uh, right. So that's oh, I, I know the shaman with some streaming technology we might be able to leverage. Saying. Yeah, yeah. So we can start on. Um, online we can start uh classes i have a few classes that are pretty well ready to teach uh i'm learning more and more every day so uh, i i was going to say some of my classes are probably obsolete but no when i go back and look at them it, it, they still hold up but i am getting more information to add to it more goodies and even more classes as i go right, my gonna... techniques have changed a lot yeah, so first Luna was saying, yes, it is uh, the place that you were mentioning. And then I'll put this one up next because Jason was saying that he's set to go to Maui in the middle of July to August 1st. You're welcome to stay for a bit. So definitely you may want to connect with uh, Jason there. Look at that. The universe is providing for Brian again. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And Annie's uh, sh uh, shifting the topic a bit on us. She says, this is a bit off topic, but I'm really trying to understand some things that are happening to me. I have dropped 
some a hot potato uh, some old beliefs and uh, oops someone made a comment and it jumped uh, jumped on me i have started a meditation routine and i get shaking uh, i get shaking of my entire body in meditation can you speak to that uh well there's a lot of different possibilities of what it is sometimes when you tap into energy uh it, it caused that energy flow through your body can cause you to do different things nervous flow I work on a friend here and she's a human lightning rod. When I start flowing energy, she, she like pops and twitches as soon as the energy starts going through her. Uh, so, or even now this is cool. When I start doing hypnosis or belief statement clearing with her, she will also, after, after we clear the statement, you'll see her body actually like twitch and release that. So um, that kind of is awesome validation to see that those clearing statements actually work. Um, then there is also that laughing energy. There's a lot of different possibilities. What are you tapping in when you're meditating to? Uh, in class with Zane, I saw this laughing energy. I think it comes from Africa. Yeah, the, or the Bushmen. Oh, don't get me yeah. started with those guys. I can't stop laughing. I'll be off camera dying on the floor. <laughs> Uh, so basically you take this energy, which is like shaky and laughing and you really build it up and you transfer it to the person and, and they'll, they'll get that energy. It like almost overwhelms the energy system in a good way. Yeah. Well, Brian had stopped in when uh, Zane was teaching this part of uh, this class as part of a hoodoo workshop and uh, he was giving everybody an experience. But when he got to me, we started laughing so much that we're like falling off the chair, landing on the floor. And then Brian's like running over to help us. Cause he was, I don't think he had the context of what was happening at first. And he thought we were in distress or something, but it was really yeah, just I amazing laughter. I think it was just you or like, I, I can't remember, but I, I think you fell over. Maybe it was Zane. Oh. I can't remember who hit the ground first. I ran over to check. Oh yeah. I fell off the chair. I couldn't stay on the chair. I was laughing too hard and all, all down I went, but yeah, uh, you, you took a pretty good fall at that one. And then one time Brian's doing a healing on me and the Bushmen come and I'm just out of control, like laughing. And then Brian didn't know what to do. So do you want to tell this part how you stopped me? You, you found an off button. Oh, God, nipple. <laughs> so he just flicks me really hard right in the third eye, and it just turned it off, which was very useful because it actually has helped uh, in a couple cases where that energy has started to come over me, and I, I was kind of losing it. I'm just like, oh, Brian, give me an off button. Boom. And uh, I can regain control when I want to, or I could let myself go, depending on the situation. Uh, and then the one, one thing that comes to me to speak to with the meditation, as you're raising up your being, sometimes the body needs to come with the being. And sometimes the shaking could just be an incongruence or a misalignment um, of the body and the being. And there's one energy flow process uh, from Axis that is really helpful for that. It's called the thymus exercise. And you visualize six different energy flows. And it's always from source through the thymus back to source. So it would be starting with energy coming in the bottom of the feet from source, going through the thymus at the top of the head, from source through the thymus, out the feet back to source, in the feet, out the hands, in the hands, out the feet, in the left foot, out the right hand, in the right foot, out the left hand. And you run all six of those simultaneously just with the intention from source through the thymus back to source. And it just helps, um, they say the thymus is the seat of the soul and it is the place where the body and the being are really kind of hinged. And if you can run that energy flow, you may find that you may not have the shaking um, when you do the meditation. So just a quick, um, 
quick little energy flow for you that might be a contribution. Let's see, we got, oh, Angela was saying those, those twitchings happen to her when she does Reiki sessions, happening all three times that she went. And I've had people, when I've done energy work, the same as Brian, like they almost jump off the table. Like they just have like this huge jolt and it's like, woo, that could also be cellular memory releasing. Like if you had something in cellular memory that's starting to go and the body's just responding and um, reacting to that. Yeah. She loves that meditation. Cool. It's so funny. It's so funny what, um, how the healing sessions go you can see some really random things you can see people just start crying from uh, the beauty of it you know they cross over they see this amazing uh, vision and they come back and they're just crying these happy tears of joy and elation and then uh, sometimes you, you see some not so happy things and some nasty entities coming screaming through the people and you know I, it's but it's just another day in the office it's kind of funny <laughs> oh uh there's lots of stories around that but <laughs> oh but focus on whatever you, your attention your energy flows where your attention goes so focus on the good things if you're a healer if you only want to deal with the fluff and buff you can certainly only invite that into your experience but if you are a shaman um, or you're going to walk that path of um, those types of uh, modalities, you meet the person where they're at. There is no one off limits that you work with. So you do see the whole gamut. But in this tradition, you don't have, though in the duality, there's right and wrong. You wouldn't look at it as an entity or anything else. There's not a, it's just a heavier light compared to where you're at. And in that space, you don't have to be afraid of working with any energy, entity, being, or whatever else. So, yeah. And yeah, some people tell me, oh, you go out looking for these dark things. You're going out looking for the fight. Nah, the people come to me and if they need help, I'll help them. And sometimes helping them means removing a nasty entity off of them. So it's it just happens. Uh, although, uh, admittedly, there are different paths of a healer. There's the uh, healer. There's, or there's a warrior, a healer, and an oracle or a prophet, or basically the information side of things. So uh, sometimes a person is only one of them. Sometimes the person's only information, and they're extremely gifted in sight and vision or hearing. And they, they can get some amazing information. Uh, sometimes you have someone who just does healing work. You know, they get some information, but their, their thing is healing. And those two, you can sometimes have a very soft energy. You have very fairy-like or angelic, uh, usually feminine healers that work in those areas. And they aren't really uh, in a space to deal with dark things. And then you have that warrior path, either a physical warrior, a physical protector, someone that joined the armed forces to physically protect people. You have... Um, warrior spirit people that are to protect against darkness and curses and it, it happens uh actually funny story martial arts class today uh, <laughs> i knew keone we would get one. Got, keone got a spear in his back so he starts going oh i have this really bad cramp in my back oh oh wait no i'm with you guys okay i can just say it someone threw a spear at me and i i have a spear in my back so right now there there is a war ramping up 
And uh, sometimes if you get this weird pain, a weird ache, a weird burn in your body, sometimes it's some garbage being thrown at you. If you have done clearings, if you've done exorcisms, you'll, you'll know this. Um, when I would do exorcisms, they, they stab you, they poke you, they bite you, they scratch you, and it can be very painful. You just kind of have to suck it up and go, nope, I'm sorry, your, your pain isn't going to deter me from doing the right thing and helping these people. Uh, so that, that was an interesting clearing we did today. And um, after the class, it turned into a, a group healing session and worked on a few different people. And um, yeah, uh, it's, it's such a cool place as well, the Hawaiian Sanctuary. Very cool. And actually, we're coming up on the hour mark. We're fine to go a little bit longer, but we're not going like indefinitely okay. long. Yeah. Today, because it, it is late for me, uh, or later, I should say. Uh, but if you have, if anybody has any uh, questions you want us to touch on, or uh, comments that you want us to address before we uh, we call it a day, now would be a great time to post them so we can speak to them. We did get some dragons, I think, from uh, from Michael. Thank you for your contribution. Let's see. Uh, one thing I did want to tap into now is a great time to build abundance. Uh, if you tra have a trading account for the stock market, the stock market was at the bottom and it's coming up. It's actually almost too late to get in right now because it's shooting up so rapidly. But even a base level call on an ETF like the S&P 500, so like SPY or uh, Triple Q, which is the, what is that, the national? You, you, you are going to lose people with that. Uh, jargon talk. Well, for one, Brian is not a financial advisor or an investment professional, so don't take anything as advice. It's all informational in nature because that's a regulated field. So I'm just going to throw out the disclosure there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now is a good time to buy up. Um, going up uh, actually might be a little bit too late because it's been coming up already. Uh, but really focus on your abundance and not just looking at mo money. Let abundance flow to you in any way possible. Uh, do you have a craft or trade you can do? Uh, are you a healer? Do you, can you make things? So even if you don't have a job right now, what can you do in service to others to be able to bring yourself abundance? In Hawaii, abundance looks very, very different than elsewhere in the world. Uh, oftentimes, we just trade and barter. So we'll barter and trade healing sessions. We'll barter and trade food, clothing, building supplies. It's such an amazing abundance. Uh, and it really gets you to reimagine, re-envision what abundance can look like. Uh, right. So, yeah. Something that goes tandem with that is uh, the distinction between actualization and manifestation. Actualization is that it shows up. Manifestation is how it shows up. And sometimes when we're telling the universe to bring us abundance, we put it into the box that we're only willing to receive it when it shows up this way, 
a, um, for example, a raise in your paycheck. If that's the only way that you can put to the universe to receive abundance, it may take a lot longer for the universe to actualize it for you because out of all the game spaces where you could have landed, you'll only receive it when you land on one spot on the board. So if you're saying, I'm willing to receive any abundance from the universe, it doesn't matter to me how it shows up, it really opens up the door to get cars given to you or laptops sent to you or you know all the different examples that brian has been talking about in his travels uh things just kind of show up <laughs> yeah they they really do and it's about trusting so i've been you know at times it, it's financially been a little bit tight here and there but i never have gone without just as I need the money or I'm just approaching financial doom, I can't pay a bill, all of a sudden I'll get handed money uh, or a job comes up. Yeah, It's actually less getting handed money, more handed an opportunity. So all of a sudden I'll have a healing session come up and they pay me very well for it. And I can then pay for that bill or I find get offered a job uh, or you know something happens or I sell something. And I can then make the financial ends meet. Just about, you know, in the darkest hour, it seems to always happen. And I found out I am always taken care of. So I can go anywhere, anywhere in the world with nothing. He literally has done this, people. Like, this yeah. is not, it's speaking like a um, hypothetical. He's done it. He left. No, no, this is real. <laughs> this is something I, I've come to learn and trust. So, I like to have something set up, at least a connection. I like having a safety net, but I, I wanted to head to Maui. So all of a sudden I, I'm talking and, oh, hey, I have a van you can use. You can live in it and drive it. And wow, how, how does that, how does it get any better than that? And I knew I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just book a plane over to Maui, bring my camp gear with me, camp a few nights, um, or probably won't even have to. Because usually I can find who I'm supposed to meet. On the north of the island, I was like, uh, I was told I, I wanted, uh, someone said, oh, you, you know, when they found out what I was and what I did, they're like, you need to be here in Javi. And I'm like, okay, I'm open to that. You know, universe, please provide. Well, all of a sudden I went to the end of the road and I met uh, an Ironman coach, my, my good friend, Sydney, amazing man really redefined the way you think about aging and what's possible. At 60 years old, he is still running Ironman triathlons. He's That's an awesome. Ironman coach. He's doing uh, marathons. There's, there's no reason we have to slow down as we age. That's just, yeah, yeah it doesn't have to happen. He's sharp as attack. He's, he can outrun me. Uh, his endurance is incredible. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just amazing. But I met him and he's like, oh, do you want to stay in the Airbnb where I'm at? There's an extra bed there. I'm like, yes, please. And through that, I then got offered a job. And then I became a, a part of the community up in Javi. And then uh, it was time to come back here. And I made all kinds of great connections and uh, it, yeah, it's been amazing. I can't wait to experience Maui and eventually Kauai. I, I'd like so to cool, eventually so cool. make it to Oahu. I hear there's a lot of Taoist temples there and like ancient Eastern wisdom in um, Oahu. So I'm excited about experiencing that. Just a few Just comments. A few comments. Ooh, I'm hearing Ooh, my, I'm echo. my echo. 
That's interesting. That interesting. Hold on. I'm just curious. I just muted you for a second while I bring these comments up, Brian, so I don't hear my echo. Um, but we have Luna that was just talking about the economy, how you were talking about the bartering, uh, that it's a Hawaiian attitude. Uh, Joseph was just uh, thanking us for the abundant blessings. And Luna was also saying she basically did what you did and spent a decade on Maui uh, that way, manifesting abundance. And then Angela, and then I'm going to unmute it, she was wondering, she was a one wondering soul before she had children and she misses them at times and lastly oh i'm probably going to mispronounce it so i won't even try but that island you mentioned is magnificent oahu yeah oahu there we go i yeah i wouldn't have said it correctly and it sounds like the echo went away so that's good but i don't hear the birds anymore ironically is that so weird or what no the birds have gone away there's koki frogs in the distance uh but not necessarily the birds Okay. Yeah. It's, I felt like I muted the birds when I came back because the birds are were totally gone. <laughs> it's like, what did I do to them? I didn't mean to make them go away. It takes a minute to pronounce the Hawaiian, uh, but it, just kind of through osmosis, you, you get it or um, you just absorb the Hawaiian and you start being able to pronounce the street names and every letter is pronounced. So even if there's two O's next to each other, um, Ho'okena, that you, you have this like space. So you, instead of Ho'okena, it's Ho'okena. Uh, so it's, you, you have, um, yeah, it takes a minute, just like the Aboriginal, the Aboriginal language in Australia, like all the towns and um, uh, streets are named Aboriginal names, uh, and their language almost bounces, uh, like Marichador. That was a hard one for me to pronounce. Uh, oh, Malulaba. Uh, it, it looks like it's written Mululaba, but uh, you, you have this bounce to it, Malulaba. Uh, so it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, she said wandering. I was wandering soul before. Okay. Well, we, we figured, I think uh, we've got the just energetically. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a, parent myself now you know every stage of life has uh its its nuances and its um and its gems and everything and though it's really fun to maybe think about the past um i would just encourage you know be in the now and what your relationship is with the now and know that in the next round of reincarnation or whatever you'll have kids again and cherish those moments again uh but what, what's the saying uh cherish your yesterdays, dream your tomorrows, but live your today, I guess is the thing. So uh, missing implies that it affects your state of being. So if there could be a shift in that, um, it might create a little bit more lightness around it. So just a uh, food for thought on that. Cool, so, cool. Yeah. I, I feel like it's gonna, um, it's time to wander again very soon. So hopefully soon I'll head to Maui and then maybe Kauai, once the islands are open, if the abundance is provided for me to start exploring. Uh, then from there, I don't know. I, I'd like to maybe head back, visit my friends in Australia. Um, there, there's a lot of exploring I didn't get to do last time that I would like to do. Uh, maybe head to Nepal. Nepal keeps popping up for me. Uh, there's, there's a lot there. I think we have a much bigger time zone difference for Nepal, don't we? <laughs> well, yeah. We'll figure it out. It might be yeah. 2 a.m. meanderings instead of midnight meanderings. We'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, no. so uh, we'll see. I, I'm, you know, it's just uh, kind of in the early stages. No doors have opened up yet. Well, to Maui, the door is starting to, the, the handle turned, and I'm about ready to go through it. Uh, just, uh, you know, biding my time and um, doing everything here while I can do it here. Uh, doing as many healings as I can, doing as many uh, or as much learning as I can. Uh, so then once the door opens, head over there, experience Maui. Uh, now, do you have a virtual um, calendar set up for appointments and stuff? Or is it just um, uh, you just work locally or do you not work virtually? I don't. I'm not uh, sure. Or not. People usually reach out to me on Facebook and I do the sessions that way. But if you can help me with that, I'm not completely sure. Yeah, I know you, you gave me access to the website to work on it, but I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. But I will definitely get that up and running. But uh, just putting it out there, if anybody's interested in a session with Brian, if you his Facebook page is Infinite Love. Uh, and you can reach out to him that way if you were looking to do that. And for myself, my website is HankSettler.com and I see people virtually too. Or if you're in Cleveland, I see people locally. So we have that. And let's see. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me right now is Brian Daniel Edwards. Oh, that the page? Cool. So just look him up on Facebook. He friends everybody, right? Uh, Luna was saying, you'll love Maui. So many different groups. Don't forget Bali and New Zealand on the way to Australia. Now, he's already been to Australia, but you never got to go to New Zealand while you were uh, in the neighborhood, did you? I, no, I didn't. I, I was planning on it. I had a visa that expired every uh, every three months. Well, it didn't expire, but you had to leave the country and come back in it. And I was going to go to New Zealand, go to Fiji, go to Bali, go to all the destinations, Vanuatu, all the destinations surrounding Australia. Uh, but I upgraded my visa and uh, just stayed a year then. Uh, yeah, the so financial situation gives me a good reason to go back. And New Zealand is definitely on my bucket list. So maybe that could be a, a co-adventure at some point. Uh, maybe. Yeah. My one friend, Jana, I think you met Jana, didn't you? Yeah, I met her virtually. We had a um, one time when I was doing some intense um, meditation work. I think I ha I, we had a call uh, towards the end of that when I was really in a good headspace for bringing information through. Yeah, she was the one who was uh, very gifted um, being able to see the other side, and she did the paranormal encrypted research. So we're out in the bush finding all these cryptids and yaois and uh, thylacines and thylacaleos. Uh, so re really cool experiences. She has, her family is all scattered, scattered throughout Southeast uh, Pacific. Or uh, no, I should, the South Pacific, not Southeast. Uh, so I'm thinking Southeast Asia, but no, the South Pacific. So she has connections on New Zealand I think she's actually from New Zealand. Uh, so she's a Kiwi, not an Aussie. Uh, <laughs> technically, I think, but she's been in Australia for a long time. Uh, then she has connections on Fiji and uh, actually up here in Hawaii. I think it was, I don't know if it was on your page or just on your personal profile, but you had a couple videos where you were doing like some late night, like out in the, uh, just like a, a little, little late night adventures looking for uh, different paranormal things, if I remember right. Oh, oh yeah, think, we, we did do shared videos with her. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about. Yeah, I, I know. I saw like a couple that were really interesting, like being out, and you were almost acting. I think like the medium of the group um, with your awarenesses and things. It was a uh, pretty cool to see you in that space. 
Yeah, I, I was uh, kind of tracking in a different way. It was really cool seeing what I could feel, seeing what I could experience. Uh, it, it gave a whole, so much of what I learned in a less aware state, like the actual physical Bushman skills, the actual physical Marine Corps warrior skills, I learned back then. And now, I then I went through my spiritual path and I kind of woke up a lot of my awareness and now I'm merging the two. I, I'm kind of reawakening the warrior, the bushman, uh, and combining those abilities to be able to do things that I, I could have never imagined before. But then again, my my bushman skills always got me through. Uh, I was always one of the wood, and I grew up in the woods. As little kids, we were running around the woods and would spend all day out there, go deep into the woods, and we never get lost and always made it home. <laughs> A good thing. Just never on time, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And what I'll do for uh, for our next one, I will go to your uh, YouTube and I will find some of the uh, things from Australia and your adventures, uh, all the ones that I can, and I'll put them as a playlist on the, our YouTube channel. That way, people we can direct them to one place and they can kind of go back and see, you know, the trailblazing of your adventures and catch themselves up with the crazy life of Brian. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty well documented. It's up in video. I on my Facebook page on Infinite Love Ministries uh, Facebook page. I was trying to figure out how to merge the Infinite Love page with the Infinite Love Ministries page. And just you gotta of, name them the same. Well, we could talk shop, but uh, yeah. you you have to have the same name, and then you have the ability to merge it. But the names have to match first, so you have to change the name of one or the other, and then you can merge them. Oh, okay. Yep, but uh, I can help you with that off the topic. But anyway, I think we are at a good wrapping up point. I want to thank everybody because we pretty much had a pretty consistent group of people watching us for the whole time. So I really want to thank you all for uh, being here and for all the amazing comments. And, uh, you know, that's what's really fun about this is when we have the interaction, we have the comments and the questions. Um, just it's uh, really amazing to see how the conversation can unfold. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. Any yeah. final thank you thought, Brian? Um, I would love to hear more about Maui. So um, with your decade of experience on Maui, I'd love to hear about that, uh, Luna. Um, so if you get a hold of me and, and tell me all your favorite places, I'd love to go and explore them. Uh, yeah, I'm always open. I always ask the locals and people with experience where to go. I don't look at the tourist brochures because the commercialized destinations are not the same as getting in with the locals, getting in with the natives. Uh, getting in with the indigenous people of the land you get a whole different story you know it, you know you'd be going to the resort beach which is purely manufactured they actually shipped in sand and it's nothing to do with hawaii basically it's just a tropical place in the ocean that they made this beach whereas when you go with the locals or the natives to some of these cool places you you get to experience the real hawaii Awesome. And the uh, people just chatting back to us to thank you guys. Another great show. They really appreciate and enjoy our times. You guys seem like really good people. Thank you very much. And Luna also just thanking us sincerely and saying be well, blessings, and she will reach out and connect with you. And uh, also saying many locals to connect North, South, Central. So, Oh, great. great. Excellent. Awesome. Well, and on that note, again, thank you, everyone. And we will catch you next week, if not possibly sooner. We were talking about doing more than one a week. So maybe this will be the week that starts. I don't know. Yeah, uh, 
I'd like but, that. To, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the best way to know if that's going to happen is to head over to the YouTube channel, click subscribe. Not only for Stir Crazy Shamans, but if we do do another one, we're planning to stream it to the Infinite Love YouTube channel. So we'll still stream it to the Facebook page, but the YouTube channel would be on Brian's uh, YouTube. So you definitely want to subscribe to that one. It's just if you Google Infinite Love. Uh, you will find it and you'll see the little um, it's like a rainbow figure eight infinity symbol for his logo. So um, you can find it pretty easily. Cool. All right, guys. Um, oh, okay. Really quick. Uh, is anyone watching and having heart pain because I'm feeling some heart pain or pain in my chest um, pop up any comments. If that's you, there's about a 30 to 45 second delay. So we'll have to wait a bit and see if anybody says that. Okay. Yeah. I was feeling someone's got either anxiety or, or something going on in their chest. Or, you know what we could do just like um, last week, how we ended quite literally on a good note. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. We can uh, do an energy share. Yep. I'm getting my bowl out. It's the only bowl I keep at home. All the rest are at the office. So I will provide the tone. And if you want to lead through a little exercise, we can do that. Okay. Um, how do we do it? Okay, imagine yourself like a tree and send roots. Actually, I'll just do a meditation right now. So I'd like you to just kind of relax, take a few deep breaths in, in through your nose, deep down into your abdomen, and release it back out your mouth. Breathe in peace, love, tranquility. Exhale any anxiety, anything heavy, anything bothering you. Just release it back to the earth. Imagine roots coming out of your feet, going deep down into the earth, through the soil, through the rocks, going down, wrapping around the warm red center of the earth, and start to drink up that warm red earth energy, the heart of Mother Earth, the love energy, the feminine love energy. Start drinking that up your roots, pulling it up to the bottoms of your feet, up your legs past your hips, start pulling it up your spine, feel it coming up past your chest and up your shoulders, past your neck, feel it coming up and out the top of your head, and imagine growing branches spanning out the cosmos from infinity to infinity and beyond. Imagine unfurling leaves off of those branches drinking in that cool, crisp, cosmic light energy, refreshing. Start to drink it in through the leaves, down through the branches, down through the crown of the head. Feel it cascading over you like a waterfall. Imagine any heavy energy getting washed away with this, down over the top of your head, over your face, feeling any heavy thoughts wash off down over your throat, cleansing off any heaviness there. Now over your shoulders, washing away any energetic burdens you've been carrying. Over your chest, washing away any heaviness, any heavy emotions, any sadness, any anger. Feel that light energy, cleansing it off. Focusing on anywhere you feel heavy, anywhere burning, anywhere hot. Anywhere you have pain, using that light energy, focusing that on it. 
and push down your abdomen, down your back, past your hips, down your legs and out the bottoms of your feet. Continue to collect up that love energy from the earth. Find it in your heart with the light energy coming down from the cosmos. Find them in your heart and let it flow through you. This is actually a very basic healing that you can do. This is something you can do every morning and every night. Uh, this is very versatile in a lot of ways. So once you draw that energy in, you can let it flow out your hands to then uh, share that energy for healing purposes. You can, if you're in a crowd and you're feeling too many emotions, too much energy, you can imagine pushing all that energy down back to the earth so it can be recycled and transmuted. Uh, so it's very versatile. I highly suggest starting a practice of doing that. And as often as you can throughout the day, as you continue to do that exercise, more and more life will start happening through you instead of to you. And when you're in that space, that's when all the magic happens because you've taken ownership over your experience and are really just being the director of the symphony of all the instruments of the cosmos. So, you know, be the conductor of your own life and really, you know, start, start letting it flow. Cool. Yeah, I guess we can do a clearing statement as well. So all you have to do for this clearing to work for you is say yes when I ask, and I will say a statement that will trigger the subconscious mind to release interchanges. So will you become the master and control your own destiny? Yes. Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Yeah. And Angela was just saying, wow, I'm super calm now. Thank you, guys. And since we did do that healing note, I'll end with a cool little pink flower outro that we have. And just um, watch the beauty. I love this little outro. It's such a beautiful little thing of flowers blooming. And just as these flowers are blooming, just think of yourself. Uh, in shamanism, we have this whole flowering ceremony where you take your refined self, your refined energies, and you offer them to the upper world. You're flowering your nectar um, basically out of the crown to draw the royal hummingbird, which is the connection to Wittacocha. So while we play this outro, uh, just really allow yourself to open up and allow that hummingbird to come and connect you to Widow Coacher where you can start creating hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And with that, good night, everyone. We'll see you next Aloha. time.